Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Jerry Savelle, and I have a very powerful and special message for you. The prophetic word the Lord has given me for 2021, the year of abundant overflow. Now, we began talking about this about two weeks ago, and we're going to continue it on this broadcast today and also on next week's broadcast. So today we're going to be talking about how to develop faith for abundant overflow. You know, one of my mentors, Kenneth E. Hagan, many years ago taught me. I, I learned this back in 1969. I heard him say, faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. You know, before you can believe for abundant overflow, then you have to know that it's the will of God. Well, where can you find the will of God? The Word of God. God's Word is God's will. God will never say something in His Word and then will the opposite. So let's begin today in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 and 2. Now listen very closely. I'm going to read this from the New English Translation. If you indeed obey the Lord your God and are careful to observe all His commandments, the Lord your God will elevate you above all the nations of the earth. Elevate. I like the sound of that. God wants to elevate you. And then verse 2 says, All these blessings shall come to you in abundance if you obey the Lord your God. Now, that's the blessing of Abraham. But if you read Psalm 3, 8, it says, The blessing of the Lord is upon his people. Are you one of his people? Then his blessing is on you. Now, watch as I take you into this service where I'm teaching on faith for abundant overflow and you're going to learn how that you can position yourself through your faith in God's Word to experience it this year. Watch now, and then I'll be back with some closing remarks. Let's open our Bibles this morning, first of all, to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, and while you're turning there, I want to make a few statements to you. <clears throat> we will eventually get there. Kenneth E. Hagan, in my estimation, one of the greatest faith teachers of our generation. A lot of people refer to him as the father of the 20th century faith movement. And uh, I am thrilled to be able to say that he was one of my mentors and a dear friend. I love Brother Hagan. I miss him greatly. I listened to him nearly every day, still by, by way of his sermons that were recorded. I have them all downloaded on my iPod. I take them everywhere I go. And uh, particularly if I'm flying for quite a distance, and I'll take that out and listen to a Kenneth Hagin message. I don't know how many times I've heard him teach on faith. I never get tired of it. Never get tired of it. In fact, I've been in meetings with him in the past where I was sitting on the front row and next to his wife and next to Pat Harrison, his daughter, and uh, Buddy Harrison, his son-in-law. And uh, many times I'd think if Brother Hagin wants to stop right now and say, Brother Jerry, come up and finish, I knew exactly where he was headed. <laughs> I knew the stories. In fact, I'd heard them so often, I thought I was born in McKinney, Texas. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, but he was one of the greatest 
teachers on the subject of faith that I believe the world's ever known. Thank God for his ministry. Those of you that have never heard Kenneth Hagin, it's all on YouTube. Of course, you can contact his ministry and I've got everything he's ever preached that was recorded anyway, every book he's ever written. I have them as far back as reel-to-reel tapes. I have them back as cassette tapes uh, and, and now, you know, downloaded to iPod and iPad and my pad and your pad and all that, you know. <laughs> and um, the reason I listen to them is because of Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Say that with me. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now the Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. For you must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The Bible also tells us in three different places, the just shall live by faith. Amen. It's really not an option. Come on. It's a command. Right. That's right. If you consider yourself as one of the just, then God has commanded you to live by faith. Amen. Now, living by faith is not living by presumption. It's living on facts what is written in the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yes, Amen. So what we find in God's word, Jesus said in the 17th chapter of John in the 17th verse, thy word is truth. And the definition for the word truth is the highest form of reality that exists. Amen. That book in your lap contains the highest form of reality that exists. CNN is not the highest form of reality that exists. Fox News is not the highest form of reality that exists. The Word of God is. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, Brother Hagin used to say, faith can only be released or activated when the will of God is known. Another way that he would say it was this. Faith begins where the will of God is known. You really can't have faith in God if you don't know what he said. Amen. There are a lot of people trying to have faith in God, but they don't know what he said. You, you can't even have faith in Pastor Justin if you don't know what he said or faith in me if you don't know what I've said. You know, if I say, I will bless you with $100 before the service is over. Now, if I said that, you have every right to expect it. But if I didn't say it, don't ask me for it. <laughs> Amen. You, you really can't have faith if you don't know what the will of God is. Amen. Now you say, well, you mean to tell me I can find in the Bible whether or not God wants me to move to Crowley, Texas? Well, he won't say those exact words. 
but you can find scripture that will uh, encourage you to uh, listen to the Holy Spirit, be led by the Spirit, you know, and, and you could base your desire to move on the fact that my sheep know my voice. They will hear my voice and they will not follow the voice of a stranger. Amen. Now, I, I uh, you know, uh, just recently shared with you how that after 20 years, we have just uh, taken possession of our international jet, a Falcon 50. 20 years, I believe, for that. But I, w- I couldn't believe for it if I didn't know that it was the will of God. That's right. That's so good. That'd be assumption. That's good. Well, where did you find a scripture about a Falcon 50 jet? Well, I found one that's close. Thou shalt ride upon the high places of the earth. That's flying jets, hallelujah. Amen. And of course, there are other things that I based it on. But also, I heard the voice of God in my spirit. Amen. You can can know the will of God by the word of God and by the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been sent to reveal the word of God, the will of God. Can you say amen? amen? So faith is... Our faith begins where the will of God is known. That's why the apostle Paul says in Romans 10, 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you got to know what the word says. A lot of people struggle with their faith because they haven't taken the time to find out what the word of God says. Carolyn and I learned a long, long time ago. I mean, Come February, it'll be 52 years I've been preaching the Word of God around the world. And I found out 52 years ago that I could pray the will of God. Amen. Amen. I could pray the Word of God because the Word of God is the will of God. He will never say anything in His Word and then will the opposite. Amen. Amen. And, and we learn that if we would base our prayers on the word of God, yes. then we would have the confidence that he hears us. And if he hears us, he will give us the petitions that we desire of him. Yes. Amen. Amen. I mean, if he said it in his word, then apparently he meant it. My attitude is, if you didn't want me to believe that you will supply all my needs according to your riches and glory, then you never should have said it in your word. Amen. Because my his word is my foundation for everything I do. It's my foundation for everything I'm believing for. Amen. Now I'm saying all this because there's a lot of Christians that still do not know the basics of faith. We, we tend to, you know, we see new people come in all the time and we tend to assume they already know these things. But not all of them do. I didn't know anything about faith 
prior to February 1969. I'd been around since 1946. But prior to February 1969, I didn't know a thing about faith until Kenneth Copeland came to Shreveport, Louisiana, where Carol and I grew up. <clears throat> and, and the night that I went, the last night of his meeting, I heard the message of faith. And even though I didn't have insight, comprehension, revelation, I did know that what I just heard was true. Amen. I couldn't, I couldn't go home that night and point out in the Bible where it, where it said that because I didn't know anything where it was said that. But I know or I knew that night that what I heard was the truth and it inspired me to go get in my Bible. Now, Carolyn had put a Bible in my shop when I opened that business. She brought a Bible and put it in my shop and wanted me to put it on my desk. And as soon as she left, I hid it in the drawer under the paint catalogs. So I didn't want any customer coming in there seeing a Bible on my desk, you know. And so I never picked it up, never read it. But that night after I heard Kenneth Copeland, February the 10th, 1969, I went to my shop the next day. Now, let me back up a little bit. Uh, the morning of February the 11th, three o'clock in the morning is when I totally surrendered my life to God. And I went to the shop later that day. And when I got there, there was a couple of guys that were doing some uh, work on cars and, and a painter that was supposed to come in and paint a car that we'd finished working on. And when they arrived that morning, I told them all to go home. They said, what? I said, I don't know, just go home. They said, well, we got customers picking up cars today. I said, I know, I'll call them and tell them to come tomorrow. Don't, we're not working today. Why? It was the hardest thing to get people to go home. You know? <laughs> and I said, I don't know, I can't explain it to you. I just know that there's something else I need to do, so go home. They finally left. I pulled the overhead door down to my shop. I locked the front door to my office and I got that Bible out from under the paint catalogs and I went into the shop restroom and I locked the door behind me and I sat in the floor with that Bible and cried like a baby. I said, God, is what that man said last night true? Is this really in your word, the Bible? I, I didn't know to call it the word then. I'd said, is this really in the Bible? If it is, show me. And I, I prayed and asked the Lord to recall those verses that Kenneth Copeland spoke on that night. And I found Mark 11, 22 and 23. And that was the basis for what he was preaching that night. And he simply called it the word of faith. And I found those verses. What things? Well, it starts out, have faith in God. I thought that's exactly what I'm looking for. Have faith in God. 
What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Verse 24 said. Of course, verse 23 said, If thou shalt say with thy mouth and believe in thine heart that those things which you sayeth shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you sayeth. Now, I like to tell people, this is where you lay the foundation for faith. This is where Kenneth Hagin started nearly every sermon. Mark 11, 23 and 24. Mark 11, 23 and 24. And it was like the foundation being laid to build the rest of the house upon. Okay? And I studied those verses. I thought about those verses. I meditated upon those verses. And exactly what the Bible said happened to me. Faith came. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Even, even while I was reading Mark 11, 23 and 24, I could hear Kenneth Copeland's voice speaking on that, those verses. I could hear him over and over talking about, explaining, expounding upon Mark 11, 23 and 24. And once again, what happened was exactly what the Bible says. Faith came. Faith came, faith came. And I knew, and I, I didn't know much then, but I knew that my life was about to change drastically because this is the best thing I ever heard in my life. That's the way you ought to feel about the word of God. That's the way you ought to feel about the message of faith. I mean, if you remember the first time you ever heard the message of faith. It was like an explosion in my heart and it still is today. 52 years later, I feel the same way. That's the reason I can't get enough of it. Now, the New English translation says it this way. Consequently, faith comes from what is heard and what is heard comes through the preached word of Christ. See, that's what should be happening right now. As I'm preaching the word of Christ, faith is endeavoring to be deposited in your heart. You, you should be walking out of every service where the word of faith is preached and your faith went to another level. Amen. Faith comes from what is heard and what is heard comes through the preached word of Christ. Now, as I kept listening, it, it, it got to where I couldn't get enough. Finally, after a short period of time, I was able to close that business down and begin to prepare for full-time ministry. And when I did, the Lord instructed me. Now, I'm not suggesting anybody else do this. It's what God told me to do. You can't live on my revelation. Amen. Amen. And the Lord told me when I shut that business down, you spend the next three months in your guest bedroom, no less than eight hours a day. Give me the same dedication to my word that you gave to that business. And I knew what he meant because... 
If it meant work eight hours, 10 hours, 12, 15 hours, it didn't make me endurance because I wanted to be successful. And he said, give me the same dedication that you gave that business to my word and in three months, I will not only make a preacher out of you, your life will never be the same. Amen. Three months. And I'd go in there every morning about six o'clock and I'd start off just praising God and worshiping God and, and then spend quality time reading the word, listening to the tapes I had of Kenneth Copeland on Real to Real because he was introducing me to the Bible. He was introducing me to the New Testament. He was introducing me to the word of faith. And it was life-changing. And I, I couldn't get enough. I listened to all those messages. I had 21 messages on reel-to-reel tapes because he was there for a week, three services a day. And I got all those tapes, 21 messages, and I listened to them first, to, first time just listening and then I started all over listening to them. And this time I'm listening to receive insight and revelation. The third time I went through them, it wasn't just Kenneth Copeland's revelation. It's now my revelation, praise God. I'm listening and I'm outlining every message. And finally I realized I'd almost copied down word for word what the man was saying and it got deep in my heart. Now, I needed an outlet. I was like a, I was like a, 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 a river swelling and there's one problem. Nobody wanted to hear a word I had to say. <laughs> the faith message was really just taking off and not many people had heard it, nor did many people want to hear it because it went cross-grain with religious tradition. So that's when I hit the streets of my city and started preaching in the streets. And eventually, it led to this. 52 years later, hallelujah. Amen. Now, listen, listen to something here that the... Uh, uh, English translation, New English translation says for verse 15 of Romans 10, how timely is the arrival of those who proclaim the good news. That's exactly what I was saying. If Kenneth Copeland came for nobody else but Jerry Savelle, he came for me. I mean... I knew the favor of God was on me because there was a house full of people. The church was large in those days. A lot of people. And not many grabbed hold, for the lack of a better phrase, of what he said. In fact, he made a lot of people mad. A lot of people didn't like him and they didn't want him to come back. But as far as I was concerned, how timely is the arrival of those who proclaim the good news? It was very timely. I'd been running from God since 1957. And now it's 1969. 
I knew I had to call to God on my life. But how timely was his coming to Shreveport and if for nobody else, for Jerry Savelle. And then the second visit he came, which was five or six months later, is when he called me out of the audience and said, God showed me that you and I will be a team and we'll spend the rest of our lives preaching the word of God together around the world and it'd be your responsibility to believe God for the perfect timing for the team to begin. Sit down. And then he went on to preach his message. Why would the God of abundance want his children to live in want and lack? He doesn't. And to accept it is to forfeit his best for your life. Today's special offer, the Abundant Overflow Package, contains Jerry Savelle's brand new three-part CD series, 2021, Year of Abundant Overflow, and his insightful book, Why God Wants You to Prosper. In this package, Jerry shares step-by-step God's purpose for financial blessing, a roadmap out of financial bondage, a clear understanding of biblical prosperity, and keys to walking in that prosperity. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time for you to tap into all that God has planned for you? Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Abundant Overflow Special Package. Don't allow Satan or anyone else to steal this truth from you. Settle it once and for all and begin to walk in the abundance God destined for you. Thank you so very much for joining me today. We're going to continue talking about this on next week's broadcast. So I want to encourage you to make your plans to join with me. Before we leave the air, let me read another verse from Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 13 from the New English Translation. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will always end up on top and not on bottom. And then the message translation says it this way. God will lavish you with good things. And what does the word lavish mean? It means to be, uh, it's characterized by extravagance and profusion. Now you might think, well, that could never happen to me. Well, are you a seed of Abraham? The apostle Paul says that you are. If you have received Christ, you belong to Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise. That means what God promised Abraham, Deuteronomy chapter 28, that promise is good to you as well. And that promise includes abundant overflow, overflowing with blessings. The Bible says the blessings will come on you and overtake you. That's overflowing, folks. So just determine you're going to agree with God's word and not what religious tradition says. Amen? Because if you agree with religious tradition, you're going to be robbed of some great blessings. So the Bible says that God wants to lavish you with good things. He wants to increase you more and more, and he wants you to overflow in his blessings. It's going to happen if you will mix your faith with it, dare to believe it, and keep decreeing it every day. This is your year. Say it with me. This is my year for abundant overflow. Now, to go right along with this message, I put together three CDs where I was teaching this in our church, all the principles of abundant overflow. And right along with it comes my book on why God wants you to prosper. I love what the book of Proverbs says, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. Another translation says, the blessing of the Lord makes for a rich life. God wants you to have a rich life. 
Amen. I'll see you again next week. Be sure to join me. Until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.